You're listening to the podcast for grain merchandisers by grain merchandisers. Join us in our good humored attempt to serve as a voice of reason in an industry fraught with misconceptions and half truths. And now, from deep in America's heartland, this is the Elevator's Cut. Hello and welcome back to the Elevator's Cut. Thanks for listening. My name's Jason Wheeler. And I'm Roger Gaddis. And today we're going to talk about agriculture's favorite four-letter F word. Free. Free. That's right. (laughs) And as we're recording this in the depths of winter, it's meeting season in ag. It's incredible to me the scope of how many ag-related meetings that are crammed into the months of January and February. And, it's, and I get it. I mean, it's duh. It's not much going on unless you're a nice farmer. Other than that, it's, you know, everybody's got some downtime, so you just go, go, go. And for us, you know, it's our kickoff and, and gut slot of our meeting season too, so I get it. But it's still, it's, just, it's an incredible amount of uh, conventions and meetings and gatherings and with that comes an incredible amount of free swag. Jason, you know what I'm talking about. Absolutely. We, uh, Roger and I actually, as, as you all know, we, we work with a lot of grain elevators uh, across the country. And we fancy ourselves as something of collectors of these swag items. And anyways, yes. uh, I, I like the hats. Of course, everyone... Loves hats. Farmers love hats. Truck drivers love hats. So everybody has their hats to, to, uh, and you've actually been developing, you've got some venture capital money behind it, but you've tried to been developing a ag hat exchange. I, I toyed with the idea at once and literally everyone I ever spoke to about it thought it was dumb. So, but <laughs> there somehow go. there's going to be an Uber of farm trucks out there coming down the pipe now. I'm so. telling you. And it's going to be free. And what I love about free is that nothing is free ever. I mean, Somebody you're an for advocate it. for, uh, you know, uh, tax reform, if you will, in this country. So, you know, when things are free, you kind of be like, wait, how that do? It ain't free. Right. It's uh, it's it's fun. So but what what we have in the grain business, of course, free hats. But Roger, you've gotten some cool free stuff. Roger is is a is a world-renowned speaker at ag events, especially farmer meetings with <laughs> 12 to 14 farmers there. No, no you've got some big ones too. No, um, 18 one time. Yeah, it's more than me. So anyways, so Roger gets, but they, they like to give you free stuff, right? So it, what are some of the good yeah, things you got? It's great. I, let's go off the list here. So you, obviously the hats is pretty simple. Hats, um, you get, um, I'm just trying to think of some of the cool stuff I've got piled up in that little corner on my desk in there. You know, you, so you got you got your various shades of, of Yeti and or knockoff Yeti cups, tumblers, coffee mugs, uh, pens. Uh, I have a pair of pliers and a leather holster with the elevator's logo stamped on, which is pretty cool. Um, I've got a squishy like stress, stress ball type ear of corn. In there with a the logo on it, have um, a sack, a peanut sack, if you will. 
<laughs> yeah, and, you do. <laughs> and uh, and there's a <laughs> oh, there's, there's Randy. Hey, he is here after all. How about that? Uh, no, but the, the coolest thing is a customer I've got. Um, he he him and his son are, are real good friends with um, Will Primos. If you're a hunter, you've probably seen Primos hunting accoutrements, and one of them is a turkey call. It's a it's a uh, a little tobacco can turkey call. That's uh, it's actually got uh, Tommy's picture on the package. You know our customers. It's it, he's holding up a turkey killed probably from using that call. Uh, so anyway, it's cool. You got all kinds of stuff out there. And, it, you know, I didn't pay for, for any of it, 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 it with dollar bills, uh, it was with time or whatever. But, you know, the whole point is there's a lot of swag out there. Jason got a pretty sweet free mouse pad the other day in the mail. I did. So the 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 idea behind it, and if you're an elevator and you're giving out these, quote unquote, free things, obviously you want to put things on it, not just your logo, maybe phone numbers, what have you, because you want people to like them, use them, that sort of thing, so that other people see them and it's marketing, right? Because you're going to code it as a marketing budget and you're going to write off on your taxes as a, as a business expense that way. So get things that, that people like. I know a big one at the, Roger talked about these conferences and stuff we go to this time Trade of year. Trade shows. They love to give away Yetis. We've been guilty of doing that. You know, it's, it's beautiful. People, people love it. But we don't put our logo on that. It's just... That's but, our fault. Well, now, now here's the deal, though. That's a, a raffle thing. So we get all these people's information. Yeah, for that's doing the this. free, right? Here's yeah. the free thing, but you did have to give information, which it's is like is normal. It's how marketing do. Google, Facebook, you know, it's just that's the same thing. If you don't know what the it's, product is, it's you, right? That's right. It's it's free, but but you're giving them things that aren't money, and uh, they they make money with those things. But anyways. I've gotten, uh, I think pocket knives are cool. I've gotten those like little flashlights. Uh, I got this one case thing that had a, a really nice pin in it and a magnifying glass. Wait, you got a pin case? It, w- it was a case that had Is this in a it, pocket protector? No, it's a nice wooden thing that sits on it and it opens up. And inside is a pin with the company logo and information and a magnifying glass. And I... I I don't understand it, but I appreciate it nonetheless. Man, we need to do some trading here. That anyway, sounds pretty sweet. So this, these are these are straight, and, and of course there's coffee mugs and, and like you said, uh, and the ubiquitous and, uh, rain gauge, right? Which might get you punched absolutely. in the face after this past year with all the rain, you know. So, <laughs> well, this is this is uh, this is huge. Obviously, anybody who's ever been to an elevator or uh, or an event at an elevator especially the day after a rain happened anywhere in the Tri-County area. Everyone talks about how many tents they got and how many tents they heard somebody else got and on and on and how many hundredths sometimes. Yeah, if your gauge goes to hundredths, then you're in a whole other echelon. You're in the know. Yeah. So anyways. We're not just talking about freebie stuff for meetings today. That was kind of the opener just because I think we have to admit in agriculture – Probably all aspects of it, but for sure in production grain side, free is a thing that uh, is used for uh, marketing. I think that's what we're trying to point out. It has a marketing uh, anchoring effect that uh, goes back at least to the 1400s, you know, and it goes back a long time, you know. There's free. So we're giving out free stuff to get our logo and our thing out there. And today's market, we're moving into maybe free marketing tools, free software, free 
trials of this, that, or the other. Uh, and again, it's a marketing thing, but a lot of this spills over into uh, day-to-day business of an elevator. Uh, and so if we could admit that, you know, f- free has a big asterisk at the end of it, um, you know, there's, there's, you're, you're trading up something, even if it's only your time and attention, you're trading something for that free thing. For sure. And so it, transitioning from the, just the swag stuff into things that affect our business. One thing that, that you see all the time is, is, is information that's spread about that's free, so to speak. Stuff you can Google, stuff experts say this, stuff you see on Twitter. It's a lot of free advice out there, and it's probably worth about that, I'd say, most of the time. Yeah, let, let's take a little time here and kind of delve into the free advice zeitgeist, Jason. If you if will you indulge me, let's can we go down this hall? Sure. All right. So I think we can all agree that there is an abundance of information in our corner of the marketplace out there in grain, grain elevation, uh, marketing, farmer marketing, all that kind of stuff. Huge amount of information. What we lack is decisiveness. And we've kind of mentioned this, I think, in maybe the bad policies podcast briefly talking about how, you know, an overabundance of information has been proven by those who call themselves scientists to, to be detrimental to most humans' ability to make decisions. It's kind of the whole, I need ketchup. I run into grocery store and look down the aisle and there's 18 varieties and, and all I want is just, just regular ketchup. Well, of the regular variety, there's still six to pick from. And, and then uh, I usually go with the cheapest one unless it has a, no label on it and I'm kind of scared. So I go to the one that's two cents higher, whatever it is, there's, you know, there, there's this uh, overabundance information and it is free out there. And it's, um, it still kind of surprises me to this day and age on the specifically on the marketing side, green marketing side that, um, this might be offensive to some, but that there's, there's justification in, in, in paying for, some of these opinions out here on this stuff. When, when a lot of the times, again, the little slice I've ever been privy to talking to farmers and, and the folks, the marketing advisors they use, the information that they're paying for is not any better and in some cases not as good as the free information that's out in the marketplace. Now, I understand for some folks it's worth it to pay to have someone aggregate the good information for you and package it up and present it to you. I understand that. And somebody to blame if it's wrong. Well, that's the other thing. There's a blame premium here too, you know, and, that, and that's that's got a big um, impact in our industry, huge impact all the way around. You know, farmers, elevators, all of it. It's there's definitely part of that there. But to 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 say that um, information is expensive is is false. It's not. It's just cheap. It is. It is. It probably is free. But again, you pay for in uh, your probably your time and attention and finding out which free information is worthwhile. There was a article I come across one day and it was talking about, you know, the race to the bottom essentially, and not necessarily in information and ag, but just uh, of products. And they were alluding to on Amazon where you can go on and look for say a pair of socks. You pull it up and there's thousands of sellers of socks on there, the same sock probably. And, you know, a lot of it's just producers in China putting socks in there and they're all, $2 a pair, or you can get 10 pairs for five, whatever it is. 
And so what do you do? You have all these potential sellers at the same price, the same product, seemingly. What, what do you do next? Well, you probably go down the reviews and you scroll and see who's got the best reviews. And then if they're all four-star reviews, you start reading. Anyway, it takes some time and effort to go through and to make your decision based on all this stuff. And uh, the author of this article was saying that eventually, you know, the prices of these goods on Amazon are going to get close to zero, continually getting close to zero. And where they're going to, you know, where people are going to be able to make their money is not the margin of the products on Amazon. It's going to be the people that offer the, you know, to say, hey, we've searched the reviews for you and this is the one you need. You know, I've done that. So, you know, I, I get that part of it. That brings value. That really does bring value to people. If you can be the filter of all that information out there and just distill down what really is needed. But I don't think that that is. I think we're on the flip side in production act in grain marketing. I think it's more of a how much information can I get and minute by minute and all this stuff. And, and it's just I don't know that it helps whether it's free or not. And, and hopefully not paying for that kind of stuff because I think it's got limited utility. Yeah, in the end, it's just a, a lot of it is a lot of guesswork, right? There is, yeah, relevant information and facts you can gather. That's, you know, sure, there's value to that. But if it's just opinions on, okay, based on all this, here's what I think prices are going to do or or anything like that. Well, at that point, you're just searching for somebody who agrees with you and you can find them no matter what your opinion is. You can find somebody who agrees with you and presents some great facts and uh, to support it and, and all that. So that's the that's where where you run into some <laughs> some some uh, fun troubles. But. Uh, another thing I, I think about on the if we think about it from the farming side is a lot of things in farming guys consider uh, as a fixed cost or a sunk cost or or not even a cost at all, which getting back to our free thing. And and so they don't factor it into things. And um, I think a few of those things. But one, of course, Roger's favorite is is trucking. Right? I never My favorite. <laughs> never cost anything if the farm's going to truck it themselves i mean they've already the gas tank they've already they've already filled the the fuel already so it's it's uh hey we're going down the road anyways it's already loaded up this is no cost to go go an extra 25 miles doesn't cost anything asterisk no you you do have that a lot and, and that was always you know that was the running gag is oh you know Come haul my grain. I'll keep you busy all winter time, but it never seemed to happen because then you got, oh, you know, commercial licensing and cargo insurance and all these other things you need to to prove that it's not free. Um, so, so yeah, that that's definitely one of them. And uh, it was interesting you bring that up because you know here on on Twitter lately, there's been well, actually just today there was the there's been a lot of uh, banter, if you will, about. Uh, about one of these uh, disruptors coming in and and offering uh, what they're calling the the Uber of of grain hauling, um, which I thought was just called farm pickup that most you know buyers and elevators already offer. But maybe this is maybe because they're using a cell phone to do it. It's no that that happens already too. I I, I really don't know, uh, but the idea is that you know to take all these farm trucks that are sitting around not doing anything and put them to work. Can you tip them when when they're done, like on Uber? <laughs> like, can you imagine? 
Oh man, I, tips, I, tips and cents promotional, please. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I, I get it. I get it. Let's try to make things work a little smoother. But um, connecting people doesn't seem to be a big barrier right now in in the the world we find ourselves in, whether it's producer and and and, and seller. Holler and Holly, Holly, you can use that. You know, whatever it is, loader. She sounds nice. Holly. Yeah, there you go. I I don't think there's an issue with that. It's, I don't know. It's like, you know, solutions hunting a problem, you know, out there, which again is nothing new, but it just, it's just, um, it seems to be, we've uh, jumped a shark, if you will, in some of this stuff. We've got a, we've got a, a customer of ours out in Illinois, Spencer Jansen. He's, He's a good hope. Shout out to Spencer. Hey, and man. His thing, <laughs> thing there's a shout out. Uh, his thing is always, okay, you know, everybody's freaking out about something or this is happening. Okay, well, how do how can I make money off of it? You know, okay, how, how can I benefit from this? Which is a good attitude to have in general. So this is the, the Uber thing. If, if Uber has taught me anything, it's that the first person's going to get sued and get a bunch of regulate regulatory stuff going they'll be the you just need to be the lift man somebody come on and be the lift of, of grain trucking pink peterbilts there you go <laughs> oh man but uh anyways that's what so the other the other thing i was thinking um that that farms think are free is is uh once i paid for it maybe after a year or two their bins doesn't cost them anything to hold stuff in their bin. We know, of course, at, on the grain side of thing, of course, it, it costs money just to keep grain in condition. Although it doesn't, if you don't keep it in condition, <laughs> you're right. There's no cost to having terrible quality grain come summertime uh, when you open it up for the first time. The other thing with farm bins is you look at it as okay, if I can put it in my bin, then I don't have to pay anybody storage or DP or whatever. If I take it to a commercial space. And that uh, it's free storage, which true. You don't have to pay anybody, anybody storage, but except the banker, if you're borrowing money, <laughs> true. Uh, but yeah, you're not going to get your, your money. And, and the other thing is people look at it as I'm going to get the money that the elevator is getting. Well, if you're not hedging and you're not trading basis, you're not picking up the basis improvement. You're not picking up the spreads really. Um, like like an elevator does that that carry that you see he say okay hey the bids this uh for for harvest delivery the bids 347 and i see the jfm bid is 364 so i'm going to pick that up then you get to january if you don't do anything you just put it in your bins and get to january what's the price oh it's 347 again you know so that's the sort of thing people think oh i'm gonna not have to pay storage and i'm gonna pick up all these premiums they don't always materialize that way and you know the same thing applies uh when it comes to figuring value or cost on bins on the elevator side is and um uh, you know people undervalue in their space commercially and all but giving away their space or even there's the that four-letter free word again um, some places give away free storage at harvest for a length of time. Um, sometimes it's too long, really. And it, I don't know that it helps the producer any because by the time that time frame is up, the price is probably still low. 
and the merchandisers potentially giving up some basis and or spread movement in that time frame that so it goes unused it's for the benefit of the producer but if they don't take advantage of it or, or can't there's two losers on the deal um so so the, the thing of, of understanding value and how to capture it applies to grain space in general no matter if it's farmer or commercially owned i mean it both of them exist out there uh in in, in wide degrees all right well we also want to get to contracts because then that's that's the big thing here is is all the things out there marketing alternatives that we say are free but before we get to that we do need to take a break for our sponsor for this episode we're not going to promote anything on this podcast that we don't believe in so that when so when a sponsor comes to us and asks to to uh for, to be promoted on this podcast we're going to look into them you know Absolutely, and, and we're going to give you our our honest honest opinion on them, and we're upfront with our with our advertisers about that. So, so yeah, we're we're not gonna we're not gonna push anything on you here. That I we think, don't believe. I think in. that that commands some respect from them to us. And our sponsor of this episode is September Bean Futures. Thank you, September Bean Futures, for confusing the hell out of us. September Bean Futures. Roll me, baby, one more time. September Bean Futures. You have lost that love and feeling. Sep Bean Futures. Because your broker wants you to use them. Sep Bean Futures. Because everybody knows that August Nove gap's too wide. September Bean Futures. Get to the Nove, you idiot. <laughs> You got it. All right. So getting back into the topic du jour today, the free items in the grain business. Uh, For our last segment here, we're going to talk about the types of grain marketing alternatives that people tout as being free and they get a lot of traction that way. So what's the first one, Roger? My list says free basis contracts, Jason. Oh, that's a good one. So if your definition is free is that you don't have to outlay anything up front, they're free. You know what else is? It's commercial storage <laughs> in most places. You don't pay till the end. Oh, that's true. Uh, so, you know, free basis contracts, they're free to do, to get into. They're great for the elevator. I love them. They're fantastic. Um, the cost, the potential cost comes in the form of spread adjustments on these contracts. If they're rolled, if they're not priced by the... The first notice day of the futures are set against and you roll it into a carry market. You as the seller, whether it's elevator, producer, doesn't matter, whoever's selling it, uh, carries make basis get lower. Yeah, so you you get to the point where, all right, well, we know basis is lowest at harvest time of the year. And if there's carry in the market, which traditionally there is at least the first couple rolls and most years. And so... What you get is you, you set a low basis and then that basis gets lower as you adjust it to the to the next futures month as there's carry. So for instance, you set December basis at forty five under at harvest time because you don't want to pay DP, you don't want to pay storage, you don't like the price. So we can set basis, it doesn't cost anything. We'll just lock the basis in and you can pick up any improvement in the price, which sounds great, except 
you lock in 45 under, then we roll it to March at 10 cents, and now you're 55 under March. And, of course, basis improves at the elevator. You come in on February 14th to to get some money for your for Valentine's your date. Absolutely. Because it, it, it's time to go. You see the... You see the board price at the elevator for somebody bringing grain in is is three seventy nine, and you say I'll I like to go ahead and price out that basis contract now, and they say all right, well your price is three forty two. No filet mignon that night. Heading to Sonic brown bag special. No, and, and that's the sole reason that is because the value of that basis contract always goes back to when it was delivered. So it doesn't matter if you roll it a thousand times, it's always going to reflect the value that bushel had when it was delivered. And it may not be that extreme, but it, it definitely is. It Your basis improvement, extreme. it can be more. If you, if you go late in the year look at wheat, and pick up a lot, of, a lot of carries, it's going to be pretty extreme. And so you think, hey, I'm avoiding paying this nickel a month or whatever it is. Well, really, in the end, you're going to pay something. It's not free. We think it's... It feels like free. You think it's free at the beginning. It, and it is It is free if you don't roll. I'll concede that. Well, there's basis improvement. Yeah, that's all you can already cost, you can say. But but as far as yeah. coming out straight out of my pocket cost, you know, you can make that argument. Um, and so whether it's, whether it's basis contracts or it's uh, another one here, the next one we have, some people do free HTAs. This isn't everywhere. Uh, HTA stands for hedge to arrive. Some people call it futures only or futures fixed first or whatever you, you want to call it. But basically, you set the futures price that you're going to use to get your cash price, but you don't set the basis yet. So it's kind of the opposite of a basis contract where you just set basis and not the price. Well, in, in some areas, it's gotten really competitive, and guys go to free HTAs. Sometimes it depends on the time of year and how far out you're going to go, but there are some free HTAs available. And, I mean, to me, that's that's kind of crazy. As as the com- From the commercial side, it's crazy, I should say. As a broker, it sounds crazy. <laughs> we're, uh-huh. we're futures brokers. We charge people to do their brokerage for them. And that's essentially what you're doing here because as an elevator, you take on positions uh, from farmers you buy because there's basis opportunity or spread opportunity. If all you've done is lock in futures, you aren't in position to capture any basis or spread opportunity, but you're providing this service, paying margin calls until however long. So that's why traditionally you'll see a charge because I'm going to have some interest costs here outlaid because just initial margin up front plus plus possibility of margin calls in the future. It's it's uh, it's something that people do. But, but the reason I wanted to kind of put these together uh, with the basis contracts HTAs is both of these things are are trying to from a farmer standpoint is locking in one and trying to do the other one in a completely different market every day the market gives you a basis that is reflective of the current price and all that and if you try to take one from one market one from another market put them together you could make something really nice or you could make something really stinky well you know the, the HTA thing is and it the saying is, you know, we're, we're these guys that are so concerned about the basis on the producer side and they're chasing, you know, I'd argue it's not the basis itself they're looking at. It's it's the movement in the basis. It's not the basis itself. It's the movement in the basis. Right. So, so when you say, okay, the basis represents 10 to 20% of your final cash price. Well, if you say the movement of the basis, well, it's half of that, if that, 
It's even smaller than that. So you've got a piece there that, that is, that is a, a small portion of the cash price, but it, it commands so much attention from a lot of folks that uh, aren't basis traders. It's just, um, I don't know. It, it's nothing new. It's been out there forever. Uh, focus on the wrong thing. And there's people that are promoting this out in the marketplace to guys, and, and a lot of guys get hung out and burned on it. Um, so it doesn't really help them any. Uh, I would say this though, if you're, if you're offering, if you're a commercial and you're offering free HDA, I've got a lot of other commercial elevators that probably like your phone number. They'd probably, probably like to have some chats with you about selling you some grain as well. Probably direct ship grain, but nonetheless. <laughs> All right. An another free contract out there, of course, is free DP and, or free, it, Depending on where you are, DP, NPE, price later. It's where the elevator gets title, uh, but but the farmer necessarily doesn't necessarily have to price. And they they traditionally there's a drop fee at harvest time or a monthly fee or or some combination. So there's there's traditionally a charge, but some people will you get out later in the year. Maybe there's inverses or something. We've seen in the past guys go to free DP. But, you know, recently in the last several years, you know, we've seen it in corn uh, as a result of low prices where processors and users, uh, it's pretty bad, uh, pretty bad, pretty prevalent in the, in the Western Corn Belt and spread into the East. But processors and stuff to get corn to move because there's big carry spread. So commercials, elevators aren't selling nearby. They're going to take the carry. Prices are low, so farm store grain isn't moving to them. So they go to free DP, even in a carry market, um, to entice grain to, to move. And uh, which is a mechanism to get it to move. It does. Uh, but the thing is, it's, it's titled free, which it is up front. The producer doesn't pay anything to go put it on DP at the ethanol plant or wherever. But what happens is uh, the, the, the unfree part of it is when they come to price it. And if the whole reason was pricing was uh, to, to catch um, a higher cash price, you know, well, that's far from guaranteed, but uh, specifically for the folks on the basis side, uh, free DP kills basis in a market. It flatlines it, even in a carry market. You know, basis struggles to follow spreads at that point. And I, and I say that the basis part is because a lot of times these guys are looking at this stuff. They refuse to sell ahead because they don't like the basis. But then after the first year, they'll go ahead and put it on free DP. Don't even care what the basis is. And probably that basis doesn't move from that point on. So they, they've, they've done nothing but delay getting money and pay interest costs, probably, unless they've got deep pockets. If that's the case, they've burned working capital instead of doing something else they could have in the spring. You know, I think a lot of land payments are due in March. So you've got a lot of things there that it just kills it. And Jason and I had a discussion the other day about this. You know, I think there's a case to be made mathematically, which I'm not good at the maths, but a mathematical case to be made that if the producer would market his grain ahead of time to the local buyer or whoever and um, and lock in, or not even lock in price, if he just did DP at the, at the elevator, say. And if that happened enough where the end users don't have to go to free DP, the local elevator is going to take advantage of the carries and the basis carries, uh, futures and basis carries, say sell to that ethanol plant, you know, in late spring, at a higher basis level than he would have otherwise. And in turn, if the farmer's also pricing at that time, the farmer's going to get a better basis on top of his cash price. So if, if futures market stayed the same throughout, 
Basis has a better chance of appreciating for both the elevator and the farmer when free DP isn't in the picture. Does that make sense? Absolutely. You know, I think of it in terms of <clears throat> we go back a few years back, ethanol booms happening. They're going to the country. They're raising money from local people, farmers, even some case co-ops, elevators. And their, th- their thoughts are more use in this market, more use close to us. They want the things we have. It's going to be better for basis. And in general, I agree with that principle. It should shift basis up. If there's more demand locally, you should see a better better basis number. Here is the thing. This free DP thing is turning that on its ear a bit. Because of this market compatibility, we kind of reached the point of, I don't know if it's saturation or what, but guys get to the point where they can't get enough grain to move. Prices are low. Farmers don't want to move. Maybe they've got enough money, don't have to move it. And they can't get the grain to move. So they go to free DP and that gets it to move because you can logistically get the struggles off of you, but still completely be open as if it was still in your bin is the thought. But what happens is as basis traders, Roger and I know the basis turns sideways and that's it. You don't, I mean, I'm not, I'm talking about not even carries. You don't pick up anything. It goes completely sideways, even though the market's carrying. On a chart, it's sideways, but in reality, it's getting lower as the future stair step up going out into the season. Right, Right. so you're going to get lower and lower basis. So what's actually happening is where these, hey, more markets mean higher basis for us. What actually happens is when they turn on this free DP switch, it means worse basis in the end for, for farmers. So we, we try to look at each of these free things in terms of farm and and obviously our angle is is elevator. So, but for this, I mean, of course, our elevators, we've told them all, hey, once everybody goes to free DP in the market, abandon all hope of your long the basis position <laughs> getting better. You just just get get out of it. Just, now you have to carry. You, you are forced to take every bit of carry there is out there and hope you can get rid of it before new crop. Yeah, whatever margins you have, that's it. Uh, there's not a lot left. So, so from that standpoint, from the from the elevator, but also I I think farmers who maybe they have their own hedge accounts and they or they've done HTAs and they're holding out for better basis, you can forget about it. Um, so this is this is the the great equalizer that's turned right. it back. Because if you think about it, if if this free DP is in effect out here, basis doesn't have to do any heavy lifting at these end users, so it stays flat. But what always happens to basis when there's a rally in the board? Basis drops. So now you've gone to having this flat basis. Well, if there is a rally that the producer is able to sell, hey, great, but guess what? Basis is probably dropped too. So you've really not gained a whole lot. Now, maybe the board goes to six buck corn and you're fine. I can see that can happen, but it doesn't usually. Right. Well, and in a scenario like that, we're talking about a big shortage or something. Sure, there some, wouldn't be many bushels to sell anyway. So. Some big event has happened and it doesn't, doesn't like. So, okay. We'll, we'll keep it moving here. Next, uh, lastly, I want to talk about a free thing that I think is good for everybody, and that is target orders. And many times they're not, they're not touted as free alternatives, but they are very free. They don't cost the producer. They don't cost the elevator. It's something you can change multiple times if you want to, quantity, price, and it doesn't cost you to do that. FOFO is an acronym I just learned. Yeah, what's that? FOFO, fear of a filled order. It's kind of the whole CIC, cancel if close on the targets. It's a real thing we have to deal with. Yeah, like anything. It's a a temptation, human emotional cost, maybe, that's associated with this. But it's because what's good for the bin and what's good for the bushel 
can shake hands ahead of harvest or ahead of delivery or, you know, uh, before break evens go up for everybody involved, elevator and farmer both. And that's why they're truly free. Right. Time is not free. That's why once you get to harvest, uh, it, it, your costs just keep going up forever. So anything you can do ahead of harvest that time can be free. And so target orders are great for that so that you can get the price you want. Elevator can get the basis they want and you guys can plan ahead. It's, it's, it's the simple thing, but so many great things in life are just simple. And that's one of them. And the more people can can utilize that type of marketing, everybody understands what they're getting into. Nobody's mad at each other, like a basis contract where you come in later and my price is 24 cents less than your price. And that's not fair. It, it avoids all that. Everybody knows getting in and and um, and targets are always set for a price better than today, because whatever the price is today, it's not good enough. Right. What is good enough? It's a price a little better. Let's put a target in and try to get everybody happy. So it's the same reason it. people don't sell, you know, at harvest. They're waiting for a better price, but it just costs money after harvest to do that thing. I'll tell you, our most successful elevators we work with are really good at target contracts. They got their farmers to do it, do target contracts. And in talking to our elevator customers, their most successful grain marketers are ones that are disciplined about doing target contracts. Right. So it, it's simple, but but what we've seen over a 40-plus year history as a company is the successful elevators, the successful farmers use these a lot. I'm not saying exclusively and, and everything, but but a lion's share of their grain goes that way, and, and that's that they derive a lot of success from that. Yeah. Last thing I'd say here, too, you know, just on this free thing, coming back to the elevator side is, you know, this—, this um, you know, the elevator services, the race to the bottom, whether it be brokerage or advisory services, whatever it is, it's, again, you're approaching free in some places. Is it free? What are you getting for it? You know, that that's, and that's just capitalism. That's, it's a race to the bottom. And once that margin is squeezed or tightened, you know, what, what, what else is out there? What's the differentiator? You know, so uh, it happens in everywhere. And, just like uh, you don't want to be the elevator out there that has to pay up to get the grain. You want it to be something other than price related that solidifies that relationship. Um, same thing on this side. Same thing. Free truly is a four-letter word. It literally is. All right. Well, we better wrap it up there for today. We've gotten a little long-winded, I'm sure, but... But uh, it's something we care about and, and we enjoy talking about. Hopefully you enjoyed listening. Hopefully it was entertaining and um, maybe you picked up something or maybe you need to reach out and educate us on something. Feel free to do it on Twitter at Elevators Cut. Reach out to us and, <clears throat> and talk to us. We'd, we'd always love to do future podcasts on this where we tell you, tell you everything that, that – uh, our Twitter followers have corrected us on. Sure. Which is a plenty, which is good. Thank you for the feedback. Share us with your friends, uh, rate and review us on iTunes and um, subscribe if you haven't yet. Absolutely. And we really appreciate everybody listening and all the, all the great feedback you've given us and the number of downloads. We were, we've been pretty overwhelmed with, with how many we've gotten. And uh, so we appreciate that. And I know our sponsors do as well. And anyways, but that that's all we got for today. So we appreciate you listening. And for Roger, I'm Jason. For Jason, I'm Roger. Thanks for listening to The Elevator's Cut. Out. Out.